She loves Ooh, turn up your radio. It's see it, stream it, skip it, where JJ Gordon tells you what to see in the theaters, what to stream at home, and what to skip all together. Okay, so this I don't is even a, know what you're gonna talk about this week. It's an interesting week because we are in that weird time when you might see some Academy Award nominated movies that got limited releases getting some more release, you know, time before leading up to uh to the big day. You also are seeing a lot of movies that Studios are like, well, let's just get it out there. Let's just get it out there. We'll dump it. And if people like it, they like it. And if they dislike it, they dislike it. So I also have a very guilty pleasure this week, like an insane guilty pleasure. Ooh, I'm excited. So I'll start I'll start this week with my skip. Okay. Okay. My skip is a movie that just from the title I can tell Amy Eiler is not gonna like it. Okay. It is called The Devil Conspiracy. Nope. It is about a, a biotech company that is trying to steal the the like the Christ shroud so they can pull his DNA off of it and the devil and the, you know the archangels. It is it's ridiculous and actually I didn't see a trailer for this movie until this week and while watching it I thought to myself, nope. If I want to see something like that, I'm gonna watch the Da Vinci Code again. Boom. Done. This movie is rated R for strong, violent content, gore, language. It shrouds itself as like, hey, if you are into the mythology around uh, Christian beliefs, you'll enjoy this. I don't think anyone's going to enjoy this movie. Just boom. Done. Now, that being said, my guilty pleasure is and will always be Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, who my wife thinks Tyler Axness looks like. And he's from Leeds uh, in the United Kingdom. And Tyler's from Leeds, North Dakota. I love anything that Gerard Butler does. And this is why. He doesn't care how ridiculous the thing is that he's being asked to do. And he ta- he's a great action star. People forget that he is also a song and dance man. He played the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera movie. He's He's classically trained as a singer. But this week he opens a movie that... Every time I've seen the trailer, I can hear people groaning in the audience, and I think to myself, I'm going to see this movie five times in the theaters. It's called Plane, okay? Plane, P-L-A-N-E, like the transportation, like a plane. And the premise of this is he is the captain of a commercial airline, and a uh, right before they take off, they bring a prisoner on. It's a prisoner exchange, and he's being asked to you know, essentially fly this person back to the United States. He doesn't really want to, but agrees to it. While they are in flight, they encounter catastrophic failure on the plane itself. Again, this is a commercial airline plane, and they fly through a storm. I think they get struck by lightning, and their plane goes down in an area in South America that is run by rebels and, you know, off-brand military coup groups, and he now is responsible for saving all of the people who are on this plane. So, and here's the thing. And, of course, he's got to team up with the criminal, right? <laughs> the criminal also is there, and so he's going to, like, help him out there. I, when, the minute I saw this movie, I knew that Plane was going to be something I was going to enjoy right off the bat. And it's actually getting pretty decent reviews. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes for a movie like this means that there's a lot of people out there who are like, yep, I got it. It's got a 92% for the audience score. Wow. So if you're looking for a fun popcorn movie, now Gerard Butler is also the guy who, you know, he starred in the Olympus Has Fallen, 
where the White House is taken over and he single-handedly as a Secret Service agent fights his way in. Then London has fallen where he's got to take the president while London is being under siege like to a safe house. And then uh, I can't remember what the last one was. The last of the of fall has fallen, but he protects the president or he's he's accused of uh, an assassination attempt on the president who's played by Morgan Freeman by that point. I just love watching this dude in action movies. He sort of is, you know, like every if you looked at every single poster that he's on, he's always got a little bit of blood. He's got a black eye. Mm-hmm. The dude just does great action movies. And so here's my here's my thought. Plane, if it opens big this weekend, you can look for the sequel Boat next year. <laughs> and maybe after that train. And then maybe we'll I don't think automobile is going to come in there because it would be too close to planes, trains and automobiles. But there's something just forgettably fun about this movie, right? It's an action movie. Again, this one is rated R as well. So a lot of R-rated movies, I think, in January are coming down the pipeline. But it's stuff that I think is really good and you'll enjoy. I also, um, I was told to eat some crow during this week, see it, stream it, or skip it, because I've talked to a lot of listeners who told me they saw the movie The Menu and they liked it. And they said, you know what you didn't, experience that would make you enjoy the menu. Again, the menu, if you missed my review of it, Ray Fines runs this very, very, very high-end restaurant that's off the coast of the United States. So you have to take like a, a, a boat to get out there. Only 12 people can dine there on a single night. The other chefs who are there all work and live on this island and are devoted to Ray Fines. The thing that they told me is, because I haven't worked in the food service industry, you can't really appreciate this movie for what it's doing. And I said, you know what? That's an interesting take on it. So I went back and I rewatched it because it's on HBO Max right now. The what menu. Is? And looking at it through that lens of this is a movie about those people who've, you know, someone says I want a steak that's medium and then sending it back because it's too rare and then it's too well done. And how incompetent are you? And when those people finally push back, watching it with that mentality changed the way I experienced the menu. Really? Yeah, thinking about not the weird situation all these diners are in, but thinking what pushed these people who are in the hospitality industry to the things that they do during that. I still don't care for the ending. It's it, To me, like as, as good as it gets leading up to it, it just doesn't stick the landing. But I will say this. I've changed it from my skip to if you're looking for a psychological thriller, especially you folks out there who saw the movie Midsommar and liked it. Again, another movie I did not care for. The menu is right up your alley. And it's starting to get a little bit of attention in the awards season. People are saying, like, you know, Ray Fiennes was really good in this. We also liked Anya Taylor-Joy in it. Um and there's the, the recipes are starting to come out where people have figured out some of the things that they were making and reverse engineered some of the recipes. And so even restaurants are starting to offer the menu menus. And so a, clearly, clearly mm-hmm. it's grabbing some kind of, of imagination out there. So I'm changing on the menu and I'm going to make it my stream it this week. So if you want to stream the menu you can find it on HBO Max right now. It's also rentable if you have uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Vudu, YouTube, all those things. But I did not 
dislike this. And maybe and maybe that says something more about the nature of food in general. Like you try something once and you decide you don't like it, but maybe you had a slight cold and your palate was off. And so there's a reason why I will go back and rewatch things that I hated the first time because you never know if it's going to grow a little bit on you. And that's what happened to me with the menu. So when you watch it, think about those think about those friends of yours who were a part-time bartender for a little bit or those people who served in a restaurant, corporate or locally owned. Think of those people who worked at a fast food restaurant and how their passion became something that was monetized and it no longer becomes fun once it becomes a job. It's not something you're passionate about. Same thing for if you saw the mo- or the television show The Bear, which also just won a Best Actor uh, the, at the Golden Globes, The Bear and The Menu, very similar And you get to see how hectic a kitchen is and the pressure that goes on in a kitchen. I actually watched like one or two episodes of that. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. And what did you think during those two episodes? I mean, I... Did it give you some anxiety? Yeah, for sure. Me too. It was very intense, but I've also never worked in that like kitchen life. So I think it was just like me being super curious about how it's portrayed. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it would... I don't know. Maybe it would be like anxiety inducing for people who have worked in a kitchen, I can imagine, uh, because it's probably really relatable. It wasn't really for me, but it was interesting, I guess. Somebody told me that they're like, yeah, watching the menu. That was incredible. That's how it felt in the kitchen. I said, God, I hope not. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you find out the premise of this movie, it's like, I hope it's a little bit different. But the menu streaming on HBO Max, if you're going to see something in the theaters this weekend, you'll see me out at playing probably once or twice this weekend because I just love Gerard Butler. And if you're going to skip something, The Devil Conspiracy, you don't even bother when it's rentable. <laughs> there you go. That's the streamer. Skip it. That'll be podcast at KFGO.com. That's why this chick is.